you are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington football team with your host of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, Dave Harrison and Chris Russell. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you to all of our new listeners and our returning listeners. If you haven't already, please click the subscribe button, leave us a five-star rating and review. We'll read those on the air from time to time as we have time. Chris and I are not here at the Locked On WFT podcast. You can find Chris over at the Team 980, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, and on the Radio.com app. Also, covering your Washington football team on SI.com. You can find me over at the Locked On Bucks podcast. Also, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for BucksNation.com, part of SB Nation. And then on Twitter, you can find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82. Find the show at Pod. And Chris, we've got some good news to follow up a less less than good news episode from the day before. Uh, Adam Humphreys visiting the Washington football team early Thursday, but then that development came, thankfully for us, not after we recorded, but actually right before we recorded this episode. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I would I would still say we, we've had plenty of uh, things slow us down, but <laughs> but here's the bottom line: Adam Humphreys is officially in the fold, David, and there's not rumor, speculation, reports. The team announced uh, the signing. Uh, we don't have exact uh, terms yet, but it's believed to be a one-year deal, and that would make some sense, obviously, with uh, some of the injuries that he has battled. I think he's only played in 19 out of the last 32 games since leaving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, you look at some of the numbers on him and I'm going to really lean on you for your analysis because, you know, of course you got to watch him and cover him uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, up until a couple of years ago. But overall, since 2015, he's had 215 catches uh, out of the slot, according to profootballfocus.com. That's 11th in the NFL and 2,281 yards. That's 18th in the NFL. Now, again, remind you, uh, he, he only played in 19 of the last 32 games. So certainly these numbers, if he would have been able to stay healthy, would have been much, much higher. But clearly a primary slot guy who can catch the rock and can also help you on punt returns. And David, I would ask you this. Is your bigger concern uh, just staying on the field? Or is there another concern based on what you've seen out of Adam Humphreys? Yeah, I mean, the concern is going to be health. You know what I mean? When when Adam Humphreys is on the field, uh, at least with his time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then in some of the limited action, like you said, due to some of those injuries that he had with the Tennessee Titans, he's one of the most consistent wide receivers uh, that you're going to find now. What he doesn't really bring to an offense is versatility. He kind of He's kind of really good at what he does, and there's not a whole lot else that you can ask him to do. He's not going to go win 50-50 balls. He's not going to be a huge red zone target as far as you know a big guy with a long wingspan. He's a smaller guy. He works out of the slot because he likes to work in space, and he's really good at working in space. Wide receiver screens, five-yard slants, those are going to be the biggest things you kind of see him. Every once in a while, maybe if you catch, catch the defense kind of sleeping on him, you can get him up the seam uh, for a big hitter. But for the most part, that's your that's your short area of the field type of guy. He's a he's a dedicated blocker, very physical wide receiver. If you ask him to be, and then like you said, he brings that special teams uh, ad- addition to him. Uh, his last year in Tampa was the last year that Ryan Fitzpatrick was in Tampa, and it was the season that Ryan Fitzpatrick got some starts. The Buccaneers got off to a pretty hot start as an offense. 
And, you know, Adam Humphreys is just a guy that at, at the end of the day, he's he's the kind of guy you want in your locker room because he's a grinder. He knows what it's like to earn his his spot in the NFL. Undrafted free agent, one of Jason Light's gems in his GM career. Uh, worked his way up from a, basically an unknown commodity during training camp into a starting role with the Buccaneers and then an integral part of that offense as they tried to develop something around Jameis Winston that can make the team successful. Signed a really good deal with the Tennessee Titans. Was really happy for him. And I know a lot of Buccaneers fans were unhappy to see him leave, but they were really happy to see him kind of get another opportunity and get paid. Unfortunately, things didn't work out there in Tennessee, mostly, like you said, because of health. But as long as Ron Rivera is looking at Adam Humphreys to come in and fill the role that he's he's capable of filling, which uh, given Ron Rivera's experience covering or uh, coaching against the Buccaneers, he knows Adam Humphreys very well. And again, he and Fitzpatrick have that connection. So I don't expect this to be a situation where Washington comes in thinking Adam is going to be one thing, getting another. I'm pretty sure that they have a plan for how to employ Adam Humphreys on this team. And if they do, it should work out pretty well with that combination of Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel on top of it. Well, just a note on the punt returns before we get into the rest of the fit. He did not return any punts last year, obviously, with the injuries. He did in his first year uh, in Tennessee. As a matter of fact, he had, um, I think it was 12, uh, 12 punt return. I'm sorry. Not, yeah, 12 punt returns for 78 yards and a 6-5 average, no kick returns. Uh, he did have a couple of kick returns for whatever it's worth uh, in his final year in Tampa. But, uh, you know, again, you mentioned that final year in Tampa, he averaged 6.6 uh, per return on the punts. So who knows if he's even going to be used in that role. But I would also point out Washington doesn't really have anybody uh, obvious in that punt return role. And, but, you know, again, if you're trying to keep a guy healthy, that's certainly something that you have to factor in. Just real quickly, again, McLaurin, Samuel, we know you just touched on it. Cam Sims can work out of the slot, but he's more of an outside guy. Calvin Harmon is coming back. I think this is really bad news for Steven Sims Jr. Yeah, I do too. And, uh, you know, uh, JP Finley put out kind of a way too early is what he called it, a uh, wide receiver group depth chart on Twitter, and I agree with it. I think right now if you have to establish a depth chart, you've got Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and then Adam Humphreys is that third guy. And, I mean, uh, you know, it just kind of is what it is. But at the end of the day, it's it's all about competition. You're going to find, you know, the best roster that you can put on the field. And uh, for, for a guy like Steven Sims Jr., if he's going to if he's gonna carve out a spot with the Washington football team, uh, he, he, he should already be working on what he's going to bring to the team in 2021 but now with this signing and then with the draft also coming up uh if he isn't already getting working on it he, he better start very soon because competition is coming and the competition is experienced and has a track record of producing he can start by working on the old hands because that was a problem <laughs> last year for sure <laughs> that's what i'll say yeah, and, and uh, so we'll have to see how all that pans out. Again, the NFL draft is still coming, so the Washington football team could very well add some wide receiver talent. In fact, in segment two, we've got a conversation with just one NFL draft prospect who could be the guy that the Washington football team looks to add to their wide receiver room. As we get close to the NFL draft, more and more speculation is going to build, and out of that speculation will come prop bets. And if you want to get involved in those, go to betonline.ag. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. But even if you want to get beyond sports, they've got you covered for awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Betonline.ag has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. After you sign up, if you decide you want to put some of your own money on the line, make that deposit. Use the promo code locked on, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. So if you 
that if you if you deposit $200 on your first deposit, you use the promo code locked on, you'll actually have $300 to play with over at betonline.ag, betonline your online sportsbook experts. Locked on today, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski, updating you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Dave Harrison, Chris Russell here for segment two at the Locked On Washington football team podcast wrapping up the week. We've got the opening segment of a conversation with Iowa wide receiver Brandon Smith, NFL draft hopeful. In this segment, we're going to talk to him about his House of Athletes combine where he made a lot of noise and got some social media buzz with his performance there. The Iowa Pro Day that just recently happened and then what he feels like he could bring to a team like the Washington football team if he's added to that depth chart. And and Chris, when we had this conversation with Brandon, Adam Humphreys was just visiting. So that's what you're going to hear in one of these questions. But now he's signed. So we actually asked him if it's Terry McLaurin, if it's Curtis Samuel, if it's Adam Humphreys, what does he bring as an NFL draft prospect to the team? You're going to hear him talk about that right now. All right. We welcome you back on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell along with David Harrison. Great to have you with us as we count you down to the NFL draft and a guy who will have his name called. We don't know where, we don't know to whom, uh, but it will be called at some point uh, at the end of April is Brandon Smith, the uh, University of Iowa wide receiver. And he's with us here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Brandon, congratulations on, you know, a stellar, uh, obviously, college career. And I know so far you've been opening up a lot of eyes in the different combine events. Uh, congratulations on all, all that, and thanks for your time. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you um, uh, coming aboard with us. Uh, so I guess before we get hot and heavy in terms of, like, what the future looks like, Mention you've been killing it at, I know the HOA House of Athlete had a big combine event a couple of weeks ago and you, you know, really exploded out there. Then University of Iowa just had their pro day uh, and you did some really good things there. What has this last couple of weeks been like for you where you're not playing football, but in some ways you have to train harder, um, I guess, to, to open up more eyes by not playing football? Yeah, um you know, I got to House of Athlete uh, like December 28th and just, you know, so I was there for like, what, two and a half, three months. And to just to get prepared for like a day or two days, cause you know, the combine then uh, pro day. So, uh, you know, just doing like all those drills and like doing all those, you know, small uh, tedious things to like get, you know, like the 40 rider, um, you know, position where you do bench press and just everything just, Doing all those things can get uh, a little monotonous just because, you know, you just want to play football and everything, but you have to get uh, get ready uh, and get through the combine and then uh, the pro days and everything. But um, I think I performed well. I'm just glad that it's over so I could uh, start doing, uh, you know, like more football-centered things. Yeah, absolutely, Brandon. And, you know, uh, you, you look at this world today that we live in and there's cameras everywhere and there's cell phones everywhere and you can't do anything. Uh, you know, most recently, Chase Claypool, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the news uh, because of a, of a, a cell phone video that's that's getting out there. So maturity and leadership is something that that teams are putting a premium on these days when they're when they're scouting uh, potential rookies. You were part of the 2020 leadership group there uh, there at Iowa. Can you can dive into a little bit of what that means, how that came about and and what that shows about you as a young man? Yeah, the leadership group was a, a player voted uh, like little committee. Um, and, you know, I was honored to be a part of it just because um, it's about what, 
a group of my peers think of me. So they thought of me as a leader and I thought of myself as a leader. And um, so, you know, it was a, you know, it, it felt pretty great to, to see how they, you know, felt about me and looked up to me. What does that mean when you have that kind of admiration from not only, I mean, it's one thing to get it from coaches. It's one thing to get it from media, but when it, like you said, your peers, your teammates, the guys, you know, that you sweat, blood, tears, all that stuff. When it comes from them, what does that mean to you and moving forward? Uh, it just means that, you know, I'm a guy who brings great things to any organization that I, you know, become a part of because I felt like that, you know, just doing good things on the field and off the field, like you don't, you don't even have to speak much to mm -hmm. show, you know, what type of dudes you are. Everybody can just see it. Yeah. And then speaking of those organizations, Brandon, you, you said previously you've talked to uh, 12 or 13 teams so far, or have any of those, have any of the teams that you talked to kind of stood out among that crowd and uh, more specifically has the Washington football team been one of those? <laughs> Uh, no, nah, I'm just just getting everything, just organizing everything now. Um, you know, I've I'm definitely blessed to just get you know calls from different teams to show interest in myself, and um, you know, I'm just keeping everything keeping everything on the left. Got to got to keep everything under wraps, no doubt about it. Understand, but the more teams, the better, right? That means there's more interest in, and you've certainly opened up uh, some eyes. Before we get to you on the field, I wanted to just double back on on, on the HOA combine uh, and as well what you guys did at Iowa on Tuesday, I believe it was, of, of last week. Um, and, 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 you know, some of the numbers people don't like recognize, okay, like, wow, that's really good, but 44 inch vertical, 135 uh, on on the broad jump, 22 reps at 225 at the HOA combine. I think I think you slipped off a notch and only did 21 last week at Iowa. Um, what those numbers? And you said you were doing all this training at HOA for basically two months to prepare for two days. What does that show about what kind of worker you are? Again, not only on the field, but away from the field and teams won't combined with the leadership. They won't have to worry. Hey, is Brandon going to show up to work? Is he going to do the right things during the off season to keep his body in premier condition? Um, I think there's more of just like self dedication or self drive because, you know, just playing football, you know, like just playing pro football is like has been a, a major dream of mine since I was a, a little kid. And, you know, just having that fire, just having that drive and just having the love for the game, just it makes, you know, just preparing for those days or preparing for the next season or practice, it just makes it easy. Now, during your time at Iowa, Brandon, a lot of people kind of uh, raved about the complimentary way you and Amir Smith-Marset complement each other on the field and what that speed and size duo brings uh, to a team. Looking at the Washington football team roster specifically, they've already got some speed and guys like Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, other Big Ten names, uh, and then potentially Adam Humphreys visiting uh, the franchise as well to bring some short area quickness. Looking at a roster kind of like that in an offense that does that is expected to want to push the ball a little bit, what do you think you can bring to that mix that kind of adds a little bit of a different dynamic if you get the opportunity? Uh, I think I, I would add like a, a big dominant force, a guy that uh, definitely uh, win the 50-50 balls, um, just a guy with a big dominant overall attitude on the field.
All right, guys, once again, that was our first part of our conversation with Iowa wide receiver Brandon Smith coming up. We will have this, this the actual second part of our conversation right here, wrap up the week, and then we'll wrap up the entire conversation on Monday. So make sure you come back and hear the rest of what we had to say and the conversation that we had with Iowa wide receiver Brandon Smith. But before we get to the next part of that conversation, Chris, we've got some other friends that need to get a word in edgewise. Absolutely. Like Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar forever. Of course, they are, in case you don't know. And you should know the best tasting protein bar on the market forever. Built Bar, nobody will ever beat Built Bar. That's right. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now's the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, David, as we are getting down to the nitty gritty here, is cookie dough chunk versus birthday cake. Not in in the, the usual group of eight that you hear, in the enticing eight for a trip to the flavorful four. Who you got? Well, if you're talking about going to the flavorful four, it's got to be cookie dough chunk because that's got all the flavor you're going to need so congratulations to birthday cake for making it this far i didn't think they were gonna make it this far anyway uh but their cinderella run is over cookie dough chunk is going on to the next level take off the glove slipper baby birthday cake is done i agree with you i am going cookie dough chunk any day of the week and fifteen thousand times uh, on a weekend to get a trip to the flavorful four why don't you go to builtbar.com to get in on the bracket of built bars that's right built bar is also on twitter at bar underscore built at bar underscore built on twitter and remember to use the promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order that's locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com and you can check back over the weekend to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar in all of the land All right, this is the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Are you ready for the NFL draft? We're getting ready, baby. Join Locked on NFL draft hosts Trevor Sekema and Benjamin Solak as they give you the latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked on NFL draft podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, David, as we heard in segment two of our uh, time together here, uh, Brandon Smith, University of Iowa, just short, just shy, I should say, of 6'2", about 215, strong on the bench. Uh, he can get it up there at 225. There is no doubt about that. Uh, and you're going to hear next week about his pet snake. Just just warning you. It's a good story, though. It's a good story. Uh, in this episode, or in this port, part of our interview, we talked about his prowess on 50-50 balls. Tough. Uh, hands cra- grabbing uh, over a defender. Fighting for position. Climbing the ladder. And also, uh, David asked about Hawkeyes. Iowa Hawkeyes in the NFL, including one that just won a Super Bowl like Tristan Wirfs. That's next. Or that's here, I should say, right now on LOWFT. The 50-50 balls, you just, I mean, you snatched up a bunch of them in the tape and the cut-ups that I saw. What's the key 
to uh, being so good at that because that's an area that a lot of teams, especially in the red zone, compressed space, you know, and bigger corners and all that stuff, that's an area that offenses have struggled with, but you seem to excel at. So what's the key in terms of winning those 50-50 battles or those back shoulder fades, those type of catches? Being the more aggressive one, just honestly, just being the dude that wanted more, just getting to the ball first. So when you when you say you want it more, is it is it just the the fight to go back and get the ball? Is it like what do you what do you if you could take us through your mindset? Like when when you say you want it more, I mean clearly the defensive back wants it, but he's got a, he's probably looking at keys from you when your eyes start to you know move when your hands start to move. Like what do you what do you to track the ball so that you get in position for a 50-50 type catch, what are you doing, if that makes sense? Um, honestly, just reading the ball. Like you said, just tracking the ball, reading it in the air. Uh, if it's going to be short or if it's going to be high, just positioning yourself to win. I think I, I mean, it is, I just, I'm more of like a see ball, get ball type dude. Mm -hmm. uh, that makes total sense, Brandon. And I, I take it back to uh, – uh, 2019 against Penn State that that catch you had for for the touchdown there against that DB again you're eating up the space with the defensive back setting him up inside um, you know I could be wrong it seemed like maybe the, the the pass was supposed to be set up to hit the right quarter of that field there you had, you had a lot of space between uh, you the defender and the sideline but that ball was was behind you a little bit uh, you kind of plucked it off the defender's head um, going back to that play I'm, I'm sure you remember what uh, in the in that moment, did you kind of know how big a play you had just made from an athletic standpoint, or did it take you a little bit for that to really sink in? Honestly, I didn't understand the like how like good of a catch it was until like after the game, or like cause I saw it was on like you got Moss and everything, but like I was because we was losing, like we needed to score, and like I knew. I don't know. I just wanted the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that play kind of describes that, that see ball, go get ball. Cause like, I mean, you kind of just described it, but yeah, I just, I remember seeing that ball flying through the air. And I mean, if you don't catch it, it's probably gonna hit that Penn state DB right in the face, but you, you, uh, you grab the ball, you land on top of the defender and you hold possession. I mean, uh, I think that's, that's probably the first play that needs to be on a highlight reel for any NFL scout looking at your tape. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, and we're joined by Brandon Smith here, wide receiver from the University of Iowa, as he gets ready for the NFL draft. Um, what the last year or so when you were playing college football and you're not going into stadiums with 90,000, 100,000, and you have to kind of create your own juice, your own energy. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're, you're going through COVID testing and all the protocols. What, how hard was that individually for you? I know it was difficult for everybody, but individually for you, would you describe it as really difficult or just something you had to deal with and one more thing you had to overcome? Honestly, I think it was just, it wasn't a big deal because we went from not having a season, like not going to have a season at all when they sure. canceled it until uh, to them giving us eight games. So I was just grateful for that. And so it wasn't, I mean, and not having the fans uh, in the stands, it was definitely, you know, a minus because we definitely missed the juice and everything. But, you know, all the guys, especially all the guys at Iowa, we was out there trying to work on one mission and get to the Big Ten Championship. So we didn't let we, – we definitely didn't let that uh, affect us too much. 
Yeah, now, of course, you guys are looking to, to potentially have two wide receivers taken this year's draft, right? And you guys would be uh, the first wide receivers drafted out of Iowa since Marvin McNutt and uh, back in the 2012 NFL draft. And he kind of recently talked about how when he entered the NFL, he kind of had to fight that stigma that, you know, Iowa doesn't produce those type of offensive weapons. But here recently, uh, you guys have sent some really good NFL talent to the league and, and three big ones, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, and then, of course, Super Bowl winning right tackle, Tristan Wirfs, all guys that you've played with. Uh, now, I know you're still in touch with Tristan, right? Right. Yeah, so what has it been like uh, to see him, your your teammate, go from you know playing college ball last year to getting drafted in the NFL and then, I mean, ho- hoisting a Lombardi at the end of <laughs> uh, what is definitely one of the better offensive line rookie seasons I think ever put, put, put on film? Yeah, Tristan, I think Tristan had, like, the most perfect season that anyone could ever have. Just come in as a rookie, dominate these grown dudes as a, like, as a rookie, and then just win a Super Bowl. I mean, you can't, I mean, you can't write it, like, any better. So, <laughs> I know Tristan, he's been, he been turned up, he's been geeked this whole time about it. Has Tristan given you uh, any pointers or even TJ or even Noah about kind of approaching this process, the draft process, uh, and then getting ready for your first, you know, official NFL practices and training camps? Uh, I just recently talked to Tristan about um, how the training camps would be because, um, you know, last year they really didn't have one. They started everything through Zoom. So he was saying that just like if they do that again, just you definitely going to have to work on your own, just stay in shape, just do same things you've been doing, but um, you really just got to pay extra attention in the, in the meetings because everything's just over Zoom. So, uh, you know, small things can be easy to miss. So just always be prepared. And it's then, not, uh, my bad, my bad. No, sorry. sorry. Uh, I was going to say, it's not as easy as Tristan made it seem, right? I mean, he kicked everybody's <laughs> ass, but it's not as easy as he made it seem on, on the next level. I think you know that. All right, and that is part two of Brandon Smith, Iowa wide receiver. Uh, again, you will hear part three when we rejoin you next week uh, as we get you set for the NFL draft. And we will have some more guests, of course, to come. That is going to do it for this particular episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast and for the week. We want to thank our sponsors, betonline.ag and Built Bar today and throughout the week, rockauto.com as well. We want to thank you for listening, of course, uh, and downloading, subscribing, and leaving, hopefully, nice comments and enjoying the podcast and spreading the word and spreading the love. And also, don't forget to go and vote for your favorite Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Have a great weekend. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Podcast.